And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. On today's episode of The Glue Guys. Oh my gosh, we have so much to dig into. Brian is back, people. Oh, back. Brian is back. Back from England. That's all? That's, That's all it. That's <laughs> I'm just back, and, and I'm Brett worse than ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, we're going to talk... Harden Freud. Oh, are you happy now? Mm. Uh, don't screw up, Joe. Well, but not the Joe that you're thinking of. Another Joe. As advertised. Coming up here on The Glue Guys. To the glue guys, this is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. That's daily.com. The Athletic. Get yourself on the paywall at theathletic.com slash glue guys. A subsidiary of the New York Times Company. Brian. Michael. Michael. What's up, dude? Did you did you hear my hello? It was fit for Westminster Abbey. It was fit for the Abbey. I was in England. I spontaneously went to England last week. You were still there, from according to our YouTube. You yeah, are if you're, uh, if you're in the bowels the, of I'm the Abbey. In the Abbey, where they where the choir boys do their thang. Um, but yeah, I was I was there. I was there big time. But anyways, who cares? Nobody cares. Um, we are so glad to be back. Brian and I haven't potted. I feel like we haven't potted in forever, Brian. I know. So much has happened. So much to catch up on. Um, to, to begin with, I mean, we're going to talk sort of. There's elements of who won the Nets Sixers trade. Like we're to rehash that debate because that feels like a, are we ready? That's we're ready to final. We are final <laughs> thoughts on that. Nailed yeah. the nailed in the coffin there <laughs> yeah. on that one. Uh, I have a segment called "Do You Feel Better About the Nets?" Oh, um, Brian had some things that he wanted to clean up from the Sean Marks press conference that he had heard in it and thought it was interesting. And I'm going to personally dress down Josiah. Uh, but first, Brian, I feel like we, off the top. This is the first time that we have potted together yeah. where we can address the single the single moment that happened online the, for you and I. The largest controversy we've ever been involved in, <laughs> bar none. So I don't know if people know this. So when I I am the person that uploads our podcasts to netsdaily.com. So I type in, I make a little cute little headline to glue guys, colon, mm-hmm. and then something. I write a little description. And I have the lucky benefit of whenever we release the episode, it is tweeted out from the Nets Daily account. So some people think that's net income doing all that. Sometimes it's it's for us it's always me who yeah. is writing that little thing. I actually and, didn't I actually didn't know that. That's that's how out to lunch I've been. But yeah, go on, continue. <laughs> that's how little involvement you've yeah. had in that sector yeah. of our business for so very very long. Yeah. So I we had an episode, it was a fun, it was a mailbag episode. It was a good time. Everyone should listen to it. It was the most recent mailbag episode and in it Matt Parker 
really bestie of the show. Mm. Above a friend of your bestie of the show. Big time. BFF. Um, he had a great mailbag question, which is essentially, hey, uh, we should be rooting for James Harden, you know, in in the playoffs. Should mm. we be doing that? And Brian went into it, and I was like, that was a really convincing argument. And then I agreed and added my own little flavor and spice on top of that, a little zitar, if you will. But can we actually just put the context on this? Like, yeah. So rooting for James Harden in the playoffs only because it benefits the Nets long term, yes. not because we have any special affinity towards not only just James well, Harden, you but any love James. Harden. I yes. personally like him a little bit, but obviously he's he's done bad things. I'm not rooting for him to win because I like him or the Sixers. I could give I could give an F, Mike. What I'm trying to say is it's beneficial for the Nets long term, and that yes. is the context that has always been missing from all of this. But anyways, continue. So again, getting back to where the tweet comes from. So we've released the episode. I don't even really remember. I can click the link on what the episode actually was called. It said it was the episode itself was called "Why You Should Root for James Harden to Win the Championship," which is a little softer than the tweet that went out from Nets yeah. Daily. The tweet that went out from Nets Daily is, "If this, I wrote this to me. If you are a real Nets fan, you should be rooting for James Harden." <laughs> Remember, this was two weeks ago, and all that context that I had just mentioned, not really there. Not really. Yeah, there. It's, it's Twitter, baby. It's Twitter, baby. It's Twitter, so, baby. Um, pretty much immediately. Um, there were, and this is a lot, 49 quote tweets and many, yeah. many more comments. Like if I said you got ratioed, would you know what that meant? Would, yes. Would that, okay. I, I now, I, I know what it means that I've experienced. It yeah. You got ratioed in, yeah. in, in both examples. <laughs> um, people were furious and Brian and I were talking and to even pull back the curtain a little bit. So this episode went out on May 7th at 422. My son was in the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> you know, it's the kind of excuse I expect, Mike, I expect this from like Larry David. But for you to go out and lie about your son being in the hospital to get away from this tweet. Just kidding. That's it's actually true. His son was in the hospital. How's, how's he doing? Is he OK? He's totally okay. fine. He's Thank great. He had, a, he had a non-COVID virus that completely crushed him. Yeah. And but he's fine now. He's 100 percent fine. But he was it. So when this episode was released on Nets Daily, and that tweet came out, I was had been I had slept on the smallest chair in the hospital Ooh. that night, and had been getting very little sleep that whole week before, and so all this activity was happening. People were commenting, and I talked. You know, Brian and I, we, we are bat. We bat bat phoned it to each other. We, yeah. we immediately called each other. We talked about it. what 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 should we do, and Brian talked me down from. I feel like you talked me down from, rightly so. I was going to tweet out, hey, guys, sorry, bad tweet. Son's in the hospital. I'll try to do better. <laughs> and that felt like that would have been too. That would not have been very nice. <laughs> would have been a lot. Would have been a lot for everyone to, to I mean, it's already been a challenging subject, and we didn't want to add too much, <laughs> <laughs> too many externalities. So the tweet went out, and we got a little bit in the comments, but we kind of let it die down. But But ever since the Sixers series has continued to go on, we will continue to get tweets saying, look at your boy Harden. Yeah. Um, just, still misinterpreted. And, and, the, and the real issue is you would go into it and be like, guys, if you listen to the episode, it's too much to type out here. But if you listen to the episode, the reason is we actually, it's because it benefits the Nets long term. And then hilariously, the take is always, you think I'm going to listen to your stupid episode after this <laughs> terrible take? And it's like, but the episode explains 
and it was just a, uh, a chicken or the egg conversation over the although I did have a truly two hour long back and forth <laughs> with one guy <laughs> and uh, and bless his heart we I think we got through to him but I just kind of wanted to see it like if I actually stuck with one Twitter engagement just like deep in the replies would it act would I be able to convert and you know I did it once one out of one that's it I'm done with it you, you've I, saved yeah. a life man. <laughs> you've absolutely a life. saved a life yeah um and again the take as Brian has said before, and this is like the funny thing is so now we are talking about this after the Sixers have been knocked out of the yeah, playoffs. They were embarrassed, completely embarrassed by the Heat by the end of that series. And so much of the conversation around the team is why we wanted the Sixers to win a championship, which is it would have forced them to give James Harden a five year max contract extension, which seems like it's now not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like there are, even though I, I, I will hold my breath in waiting for James Harden to take a discount of any kind. James Harden feels like the kind of guy that would rather play in Sacramento for the max than play in Philly for less than the max. But hey, um, it would have locked in Doc Rivers as the coach, which, (laughs) bless you, uh, which I would be very happy locking in Doc Rivers as a coach. James Harden would have gotten a max extension and and had weighed an extra 50 pounds uh, going into next season, yeah. which I would have loved to have seen. It's because it would have made them worse and us better. So yeah. if you guys can't get that, if you can't wrap your tiny head, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going <laughs> to do it. Anyways, that's enough of that. We did it, right? Did Bef- we? Yeah. Well, it, before we put to bed the Sixers, oh, okay, lay them to rest. S- segment, uh, Harden Freud. I'm very okay. proud of this, Harden Freud. Uh, so it seems like Doc Rivers is coming back uh, for the 76ers. Uh, James Harden has become... He is completely burnt and the brunt, both wordle words, burnt and brunt. Thank you. <laughs> nice. Well done. If you did back to back, you would it would be very dumb. That would be bad wordle strategy, or maybe really burnt. good. Just hiding in. Oh, for as a straight on one. I thought yeah, for yeah, because you want to differentiate. Yeah, I get it. Come get on. It. Um, Zach Lowe on his pod was trying to rationalize what type of performance James Harden just had by saying maybe those hammies are really bad still. If if James Harden, Brian, if James Harden's hammies yeah. were really the worst lower body injury since Achilles was felled by an arrow on his tendon, or since Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump got his legs blown <laughs> off in Nam, yeah. or since James Caan got his legs bashed in by Kathy Bates mm. in Misery. Yeah. Those would be the top three. Those are bad ones. Top four. Yeah, those that's the Mount Rushmore of leg injuries. How about James Harden's hammies, Lieutenant Dan's no legs, uh, Achilles is Achilles, and James Khan's legs. How about the scene where Bates. Marv steps on the nail in Home Alone One? That bad. is right it's up a there. Bad one. It's a bad that one. <laughs> did that not haunt you for forever? I mean, who? I mean, if you weren't traumatized by that a little bit, what kind of childhood did you have? I stepped on like a like a thumbtack. Once and I felt very connected to Marv (laughs) from Home Alone. I was like, I know I understand his plight. Shout out to Marv. Yeah, it's Um, a bad one. But but did you see the Amari Stoudemire exit interview? By the way, it was pretty juicy. Juicy stuff. What stood out to you? What stood out to me was that I mean, so so here let's back it up. Some people may not know Amari Stoudemire is no longer coaching with the Brooklyn Nets. He went on ESPN. and He it seems like he's trying to become a commentator of some kind, which. All respects to Amari. That's maybe what he should do. Maybe it would be a great life. And so he was on like first take or, you know, a bunch of different shows. And he was very honest, I felt like, yeah. about what was going on. What stood out to you? Um, well, 
I think I think as we think about this this tug of war and all the different kind of the power the Game of Thrones that is your Brooklyn Nets of 2022, sure. it's it's important to know that like people there is no it's all or actually better yet better than Game of Thrones let's call it Unforgiven. You know, you ever seen the movie Unforgiven with uh, Clint Eastwood and Jim I Hackman? Have, but I understand. Anyways, hey, nope, there's, no, there's no good guys or bad guys in it. Everyone's a shade of gray. And as we look through all the power <laughs> players in the Nets, I think about that. It's no it's no one's, you know, truly innocent or benevolent and nobody's truly evil or bad or whatever. It's just shades of gray everywhere you look. And But the one thing I will say about Amari Stoudemire is that uh, on the way out, he was like, James Harden does not take care of his body, and it is catching up. <laughs> so you don't hear a lot of guys go, you know, that incisive on in in the uh, professional athleticism business, <laughs> unless it's like kind of an emergency situation. So to some extent, I was like, okay, well, Amari, I, I really got to trust you on this one. Like, I I bet that he's, I do trust you. 100%. I bet that you that it is as bad as advertised the way that James Harden takes care of himself. So I feel kind of good about that. Here, here's a couple of things that he said. So talking about like Kyrie not being there. Yeah, of course it hurt us being able to build chemistry as a group. He's only playing away games depending which city it is. He can't play in New York. Therefore, we had different lineups, different matchups depending on game schedule. So it made it difficult for us coaches to figure out who's going to play in spite of Kyrie. So it is difficult for us to manage. He talked more and more about total chemistry. He said he didn't think the Kyrie absence uh, hurt that J- but didn't hurt between James Harden and his teammates, but he couldn't build chemistry as a total group. And you know, we've all talked about that before. Um, let me ask you this, okay? Before we go on to do feel better about the Nets, we are now how many? We're like three months out from the James Harden Ben Simmons trade. Let me lay out the case for you, okay? There's been a lot of discussion since the 76ers have been bounced from the playoffs that like this is the first major trade in NBA history where both teams lost. Um, I think this is how I want to evaluate it. We're going to continually check in on how how the trade has worked out for both teams, as because that's you know it's we're a podcast. That's what we're going to do. Um, who is the most valuable player from that trade? Okay, well, see, this is tricky. <laughs> this is tricky because in I mean in. Th- it's like long-term, short-term. Like Ben Simmons is not playing, and who knows what it's going to look like short-term. Long-term, the better player. Short-term, and it's crazy to say this, just because he's the only one out of the two players that are playing, it's James Harden, but he looked really gross just now. So, I don't know. Do you feel that way? That's how I feel. I feel long-term, Ben Simmons is the better option. Short-term, it's James Harden, I guess. So, I'm going to be sneaky. It's Seth Curry. I think if this, I think the 76ers would have rather had Seth Curry in that series than James Harden. Whoa. I think indubitably they would have rather had Seth Curry in that series. Okay. Considering like let's say let's live in this world where Curry's healthy. I mean, he just had ankle surgery and he was not healthy in the playoffs. He still was he contributed a bit. Oh, we're, but he we're wasn't living his, in alternate universes where people are healthy. Did you just see Doctor Strange. <laughs> I actually did on the plane home. I on the plane home. The Wait, the, Doctor Strange 2 was on the plane? Uh, no, I mean the the Spider-Man with Doctor Strange. I don't know. Uh, I can't keep up with all this shit. Yeah. 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 Um, you see how grizzly my voice gets when I Yeah. <laughs> you're so yeah. you're so mad. So I I think Seth Curry is the most valuable player in the trade. So the Nets got the best player in the trade. Let me ask you this, Brian. This is a big question, so I really want you to think about it. Okay. Would you rather have the next 4 years of Ben Simmons or the next 5 years of James Harden? Yeah, four years of Ben Simmons. I don't think it's. I don't think it's 
controversial. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Despite the major question marks, there isn't, you know, it'll take, there's certainties around James Harden that are worse than the question marks around Ben Simmons. That's, that's the problem. Oh, I like that. What do you think about that? Because it's got a poster. Was put a poster. Harden had one good game against the Heat. It was he had that one big fourth quarter where he kind of blew up. The rest of them, he was his normal like five for sixteen, completely uninvolved at times in the game. There was a really great story on, um, I think it was on uh, what's it called, True Hoop, mm-hmm. Henry Abbott's site, where Henry Abbott wrote very beautifully about sort of like distilled the James Harden problem for the 76ers, which is they there was like a play where Embiid's running on the floor. He's hurt, but he's running on the floor trying to get a bucket. Uh, there's some guy with him. It was a two-on-one break. The, that guy misses the layup. Embiid's getting boxed out from all angles. And James Harden's still on the other side of the floor, hasn't moved an inch because he just assumes like no one's running back and the you know whoever for the heat run back they get the rebound they score a bucket and everyone's happy in Miami. Um James Harden was like a negative, such a negative in that series. There's like that's a problem with Harden where he's becoming this point in his career where he's he's fallen into a negative mm. at various times of the game when he used to be of course like the best offensive player in the NBA. Mhm. You talk about the mystery. It's it's hard for me. We talk about Simmons versus Harden. It's very hard for me to like, I can't wrap my arms around what Ben Simmons is or could be on this team anymore. Okay. The the ramp, mm-hmm. the ramp that we took, the ramp to nowhere, you know, the ramp from him getting traded to Brooklyn, to the press conference, to the leaks to Woj and Shams to the Steve Nash press conferences where he's asked about Ben Simmons doing one-on-nothing workouts and whether he'll play X amount of games, whatever. Our anticipation for he's going to play in Philly. Oh, no, he shows up on the sidelines, but his back hurts so much that he can't even fly to other cities. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff. His, his thing is a mental thing. No, it's a physical thing. He gets surgery. I can't like wrap my mind around yeah. what he is. I, 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 it doesn't exist. Right. It's like Avatar 2. I know mm. that there's a trailer now, but in my mind, I can't imagine that James Cameron is going to be able to squeeze another four movies four out of movies. Avatar. Avatar. Oh, he's he's made, I think he's like made three movies already, and he's just twink. Avatar he's movies? With them. Yeah. The number two is coming out this Christmas time. Oh, my gosh. A third's coming out two Christmases from now, and a fourth is coming out. Flag Day twenty nine. Where where do you get? Do you have a subscription to um to like the Hollywood Hollywood Reporter or something? Where I do you, where you, I read Deadline and Hollywood Reporter are two of my favorite. Uh, you, still have, you get them. You get them in the mail. You get hard so, copies, dude. I'm a mogul, baby. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I the get the first, sheets. The first four hours of your morning, just reading through the your periodicals. Okay, smoking a you. cigarette yeah. Yeah, on no. my porch, staring off at the geese. <laughs> what am I, Tony Soprano? Ducks. Um, Yeah, so let me ask you this, Brian. Another question. Please. Okay. If the Nets had Harden for this playoff run, and let's imagine the Harden being discontented, uh, tryptophaned out. We have to get, you know, we have to have a surly post Thanksgiving dinner Harden on this. (laughs) We can't have last year's Harden. To protest his, his, him remaining with the team, right? Because he was obviously unhappy. But he, pr- I think he would have played if he had remained with the team, particularly with 
Kyrie and, and KD being full-time players together. But he, he in protest, he would eat a Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> every night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if the Nets had James Harden instead of a nothing, would they have beaten the Celtics in that series? I mean, all the conditions you're placing on this hardened are, you know. <laughs> Do you want to take it, the tryptophan I off wanna, the table? I want to take him mainlining tryptophan out of the out of the equation. Uh, if it was the hardened, is there a pill form of tryptophan? That's a good question. Has anybody? I mean, I feel great after Thanksgiving dinner. I I've, would love to take. I don't it. know that I've talked about this on the pod. I think I've talked about it with you. But when I got COVID, I completely lost all my taste buds. And because of that, I was crushing uh, my diet because there's just no reason to eat bad food because you oh, just yeah. feel more tired. So I was like, is there a diet pill that just like nukes your your taste buds? Is there a COVID pill? <laughs> is that what you're calling I'm for? Ju- I'm not saying a COVID pill. Just, you know, any anything else that makes you lose your <laughs> sense of taste so that would, you don't have to would, eat bad, let me ask you this. delicious if, bad food. If there was a COVID pill, pill that gave you COVID. Would Kyrie take that? But he wouldn't. <laughs> so let's, let's not. Um, okay, so he's not chopping up lines of tryptophan anymore, and he's just normal hardened from last year. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think that they get out of that Celtics series. I got to be honest. If it's if it's last year, I mean, we did it last year. What are we talking about here? I mean, I know it was a different team, yada yada yada, and this like yada, yada, yada. this Celtics team is all huffing their own farts because they they beat up on a Milwaukee team that they was deserved the- to huff their farts. They've they've been beating up on a Milwaukee team that's missing their second best player, and Giannis is you know doing trying to do what KD did for us last year. So in a lot of ways, I'm happy that they you know took a dump on Giannis and the Bucks a little bit, a little bit. But um, because there's no there was no real winner coming out of that in in either way for if you're if you're a real Nets fan, like if you're a real (laughs) Nets fan. Um, But so, anyways, I do actually think. Well, I'll put it this way: I think we win a friggin' game, Mike. Can we can we say that? Can we win one game? Let them, I think I think they yeah. win one game. Let's do this. Coming back, I'm going to ask you: Do you feel better about the Nets? And then it's going to link back to that Celtics series. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com/courtside. To learn more, looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we're back. Okay. So since we last potted, the world has become a dramatically different place, um, particularly the world of the NBA. The Phoenix Suns, the best team in the regular season, had one of the most disgraceful Game 7s from a legitimate contender in recent 
NBA history. The Sixers completely amber herded. Ooh, I know against that name. the Heat. Yeah, you know they shit the bed. Um, meanwhile, <laughs> sorry. wait, no, actually, they called it a grouchy. You know, it took a grouch. That's in the a bit of grouchy. Took a bit of a grouchy. Oh, she had a bit <laughs> that's, of grouchy. That's what Johnny. Polo. That's what Johnny Depp called it in a text or something. He took a grouchy on the. Oh, to uh, <laughs> to like his yeah. He's or maybe Paul, maybe it was Paul getting, to, I think it was Paul to him actually. So many stray and so many stray bullets in his text thread with Johnny Depp. Paul Bettany seems like the friend who is trying to like like ha ha laugh at what mm. Johnny's saying, but also like yeah. bro chill out. But anyways, yeah. all right. Um, and also, and then another series: the Bucks and the Celtics won seven games. The Bucks had the refs in their pockets, yeah. and the Bucks still. It wasn't even close. I watched that entire game seven, Bucks Celtics. Not a really close game. The Nets, meanwhile, had four extremely close to pretty close games against the Celtics, who now are look like to be the best team in the East. So now that we've gone basically a week and a half post, you know, the Nets being embarrassed, two weeks, whatever it's been, do you feel better about the Nets seeing how things played out for the Suns and the Sixers? And what happened in that Buck Celtics series? Or do you feel, damn, they are, the Nets are so far away from being able to compete against the intensity that we saw Buck Celtics or even at times Sixers Heat? Do you feel better? Uh, I actually feel, no. if I really search my heart, I don't feel that good. I don't feel that good mm-hmm. about, <clears throat> I feel like there's still a lot of, there's a lot of uh, issues surrounding this team that do not feel resolved and do not feel easily resolved. We didn't talk about the Sean Mark Sean Marks press conference, and maybe this is a good time to do it because, um, you know, in ta- obvious shots fired towards Kyrie pew, about pew. about people committing to the culture to the team. Da da da. I'm wondering if this isn't like a sort of um, I don't know what that means, uh, like a commitment outside of something that's like a literal addendum to a, uh, like the extension that he's about to sign where he agrees to play a certain amount of games <laughs> because like, you know, what is a commit? Like wipe your ass with a uh, like I'm committing to the team, like write that on a napkin with a smiley face. Um, so I don't know what that means, especially given the situation where over three years he's played, uh, you know, less than half the games. Um, <clears throat> so. It's a bit of a situation, isn't it? <laughs> um, but another thing, weirdly, how about uh, Heat and the Mavericks, maybe? Isn't it weird that they always like find a way to match up in the finals, well, potentially? I mean, not getting ahead are, of it. Yeah. You are the longer-running Nets fan than I. You, oh. you, were, you were a Nets fan before I knew you. You arrived at Syracuse wearing your Ken. The first, people don't know this, when Brian and I lived on the, first, on, on the same floor freshman year, at Syracuse, Brian, the first day, you know, most people, they have an outfit, right? They like to, you know, everyone lo- wants to look good. It's the first day of school. You show up, you get your bags. Brian was wearing a Kenyon Martin jersey. Yeah. He set the tone. Yeah. People, don't mess with Br- that guy. Yeah, exactly. That's K- an enforcer. <laughs> it's an enforcer K-Mart coming through. Kimmel Hall. Yeah. Um, I was mean mugging everybody, too. I don't know. It was just a real chip on my <laughs> you shoulder. You had a mouth guard in? Yeah. And you were wearing a headband? Yeah. It's a very odd look, but I, I respected it, and I yeah. knew that we would be friends. Um Meanwhile, I was wearing a Yan Lian jersey <laughs> you were, and dancing uh, around a chair. You were wearing your Aero Pastel the same way you always are. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. Um, <laughs> stop. 
<laughs> I feel so seen yeah. and scared. Lost now it. I'm scared. Um, yeah, I. So what we're talking about? Do we feel better about the Nets? I and Sean Marks in tandem. I want to feel better. I think statistically, I should feel better. Like, yeah. hey, these Nets Celtics games were so close, right? And and there were times in the, every game. Particularly, what in the first two games the Nets had the lead or whatever at the, very close to the end, and of course they farted it up. They Amber herded it. Yeah. Um, but I, I like you. It's like I watch those games, and even though they were close, there are like some foundational issues with this team that need to be figured out. Part of the foundation, as unreliable as Kyrie Irving can be, it is still Kyrie and Kevin Durant. So it's a pretty high floor. Yeah. Um, I there are role players that should be good. Joe Harris coming back, Seth Curry, blah, blah, blah. They actually have an ability to make a trade. Like, you know, they could trade Joe Harris's contract plus a first round pick and get a very, very good player, or they keep Joe Harris and trade whatever. Um, do a sign and trade. Bruce Brown, do a sign and trade. Nick Clax, they have a lot of different flexible options. But what I actually watched then in the next round of Buck Celtics. It just doesn't. The Nets would have been really out of place in that intense mm-hmm. series. Like they, they just aren't quite built for that moment. Um, so I don't feel better about the Nets. It's also, you know, I can't tell if it's like um, it, the Bucks and the Celtics are uniquely sort of like um, rough around the edges, shitty to watch, gross teams who I hate. And so maybe because of that, it's like it's like when people say like college basketball is better. Uh, because they play harder on defense. It's like, no, it's really not that way. It's really, it's, you're just, you just don't know what you're talking about. Obviously, you know, they have a few good offensive players, but our entire team, or, you know, at least last year, you know, the last year's team was, you know, a couple of offensive Ferraris, Mike, like we've often talked about. And, you know, those two teams, they have a, you know, the Celtics have a Ferrari now in Jason Tatum. There's no denying it. That guy is good. And he's, uh, I am, I am envious uh, that they, that they have him currently in the way that he's playing. Giannis is, I don't know what to call it. It's like a, I don't know. He's a, he's like a Hummer or something. It's like expensive and, and, <laughs> bad, and, for the and bad for the environment. <laughs> and yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a really big fan of it. Yeah. And, uh, but it's not like a, it's not a, it's not nice to watch. It's not like great to watch. Anyways, like they have like a weirder offense. Both of them have yeah. like, you know, they're, they're sort of known for defense mindedness, whatever. I think just watching those two teams who are going playing slugfest, you know, against each other makes it seem really intense and, 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 you know, it, it is. And so that, that checks out. But, um, if it were like, I didn't, I'll be honest, I didn't watch much of the heat Sixers stuff because I was traveling and I caught little bits yeah. of it here and there. And also I hate James Harden would never watch a second of them play basketball <laughs> the Sixers, but, uh, I can't imagine it had the same intensity. I can't. And I don't think that, um, that that's, that's the universal truth for all, you know, Eastern conference semifinalists. I'm so excited about a, a range of different shows that we have coming up, but and so I'm going to hit a thing that's going to sound off season focused, but please don't believe that this is the only time we're going to talk about these subjects. Okay. The Nets have to have to re-sign Bruce Brown and Nick Claxton wow. at any cost. Whoa. Who this falls to is Joe Sy. I don't know if you watched the Mavericks. Uh, I've already forgotten who they just beat. <laughs> the Suns. <laughs> yeah. 
Spencer Dinwiddie has at times have been unplayable, but he scored 30 points in a game seven and they blew out, you know, the mm-hmm. Suns, the Mavericks did. <laughs> Jason Kidd, obviously coach, and I don't know how to grapple with Jason Kidd being like the best coach in basketball right now. Um, we all know the Nets could have had, seemingly could have just paid Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, they, they legally under the cap, not under the cap, but legally via the CBA, could have paid whatever they wanted to Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie's contract is not good. Okay, it was like now it's at 18 million a year. He's had a rough road of recovery, had a couple of good games with the Wizards, and then he tanked the whole rest of the season. They immediately traded him acrimoniously. And but but he's been doing he's off and on okay. Yeah. But he he is at least a valuable piece on a team that is lacking in depth and sort of that type of athleticism like the Nets are. Bruce Brown the Nets have, I believe, have their bird rights. I believe Brian Lewis from the New York Post wrote a really good story about uh, Bruce Brown's free agency. I think it was Brian Lewis. And Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski has reported that Bruce Brown could be around a $12 million a year player. Okay? It's a lot of money. Nick Claxton, the Nets are, he's a restricted free agent. The Nets can, can accept any offer that another team puts in front of Nick Claxton. I think he's going to be about a taxpayer mid-level, so like $6 million a year type guy. Mm-hmm. Short contract for him. <clears throat> this all falls to Joe Sy. Okay. Joe, let me talk to you, baby. Okay? Come on. Come in for the real thing, Joe. Get in close. Mama Llama, Alibama. Beautiful. Mama Llama's a book. Very popular book. Children's I, books. You know, it's crazy. I thought you just were saying like gibberish, and so Mama I'm glad Llama, that you cleared that up. Alibama. Because I was like, we're going to have to cut this out. Like Joe. Have a stroke. Joe. I know. That if you sign Bruce Brown for $12 million a year and Nick Claxton for $6 million a year, you times those number by four, and that is your luxury tax payment. I understand. I get it. I know what the numbers say. I know that when you bought this team, you thought that you were going to make money. Mm. That was a silly thought. Shouldn't have thought that. (laughs) You shouldn't have gone into this thinking you were going to make money. Every owner who owns the Nets loses a lot of money. There's many reasons why. TV contract, not that great. Not We don't have a huge fan base. It's expensive to be in Brooklyn just regardless. At one time, it was expensive to be in New Jersey. You're not going to make money, okay? It's what ex- are you doing? Sorry, I was going to say it's expensive to be, me, to be me, the Eric Jane song. I was going to start singing that. Have you watched That would have been very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> what song? It's expensive to be me. You know that song? It's from uh, Beverly Erica Hills. Jane. Uh, Jane, no, you know I'm the house, Beverly Hills housewife. You're not watching. I'm not a housewife's oh, really? guy anymore. I mean, you've, I, I you've was really trimmed the fat. I, you've really trimmed the fat. I'm yeah, just below yeah, deck. That's what I've done. Yeah, yeah. There's well, a lot of. I don't watch any junk, right? Yeah. Um, but Joe, if you don't pay Bruce Brown and Nick Claxton, you are killing this team's flexibility going forward, because all the Nets will have on their roster in terms of salaries are rookies minimums. The mid-level exception, which they can do every year, but it's it's for not that much money, and a bunch of other contenders can do it too. So the market's very competitive mm. for taxpayer mid-level players. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, we have he has just had back surgery. We have no clue if he is going to exist as a basketball player going forward. Kyrie Irving will find a reason why to be unreliable, right? And he may not be here. Who knows? And Kevin Durant, he's talking about smoking pot with David Letterman. You know, him and Davey. Well, well, 
Let's not let's not sell him short. He's talking about his his uh, strategic investment in weed startups, and then you know by virtue, come on, we always yeah, he's a stoner. We're on guys, drugs. The guys, we're on drugs. The guys baby. deployed millions of dollars of capital in. Um, and anyway, so the guy's he's smoking, smoking weed. that smoking wacky weed. tobacco. <laughs> yeah, you know, weed. smoking weed on the internet. <clears throat> Joe. You have to sign Bruce Brown, Nick Claxton, if only just to continue to build out this bench to a serious degree, or and then to use them as trade chips down the road. Whenever, whenever they're, whenever they are tradable, those contracts will be very tradable for a lot of teams. You need to sign them. They need to be on this roster because if they let Bruce Brown, and Nick Claxton go, like I talked about, rookies, minimums, Patty Mills, and then the the big three. And that team is never going to compete against the Milwaukee Bucks, who have like a lot, a lot of good role players now. The Celtics, who've built out. I mean, Grant Williams becoming a killer mm. in the postseason. Could not have seen that coming. I don't know if Bruce Brown's worth $12 million a year. You may just have to do it. You just may have to pay him. Nick Claxton, I think, will be worth whatever amount of money. And if anything, I think that it should be aggressive in giving Claxton extension, because what's going to happen is if they do an RFA deal with, let, they let another team come in, offer a one plus one for Claxton, a, a one year deal with a player option or whatever, then the Nets get it back into the situation where they have no control with Nick Claxton's future. You want many years on Nick Claxton's future. Now they, I if I'm Nick Claxton's agent, I would advise against taking a long term deal because I think that you're going to become a ten fifteen million dollar guy in two years. But if you're the Nets, be aggressive. Mm. You can do whatever you want. Be aggressive. Give him, you know, four years, eight million per. Be aggressive. Anyways, that, Joe Side. I understand it's a lot of money, but this you don't do this to make money. This isn't a money making. You do this as a gift to us. That's what you do. You do this. You do as a this gift. for the twenty thousand fans that <laughs> barely fit into Barclays and <laughs> the thirty thousand at home watching on Yes Network. And the millions that listen to the show. Beautiful. Um, wow. We did it. What an episode. I think we had a great I had a good time. Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, I was really I'm really happy to be here. Um check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys, Netsdaily.com. Hey, uh Apple Podcasts, five stars we need when to have them. They're fantastic. Now that I'm back from England, I'll also be back in the Discord. So um hop in there, discord.gg slash glue guys. You know Perfect. that's fun. Um yeah, and what else? Can I ask you a quick thing? Yep. How do you feel that Kyrie's like he has a discord like that doesn't does it i've been in his discord and it's weird it's weird i mean it's <laughs> i was when, when it when it first came out there was people in the voice chats and i gotta tell you it was i was old by a wide march by country mile mike i was the oldest guy poking around there just to see what they were about it was a bunch of 12 year olds so you know whatever fans that's that's the carry fan age range i guess for discord Weird, and I'm the weird guy. My, now you're looking at me like I'm the weird guy. Let's get out of here before I dox myself. All right, bye, everybody. Say goodbye, Mike. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.